Yes, sir. We are here. Oh, if you if you recognize my voice, that means you came over here from the Sports Scaling Podcast Network and you rock with me and I appreciate you. If you don't know me and you just saw this on Bleeb Network online on Twitter or something, you said, let me check this guy out. I appreciate you too. Name is Terrell Furman Jr. You know me, you know the voice, you know the guy. Me, Terrell Furman, really real, villain real. Everybody knows me over at Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And this is the first episode of the Hardware Hardwood Culture Podcast. Look at that. I can't even talk. I'm so excited. Can't even talk. The Hardwood Culture Podcast. Very, very first episode. And I'm super excited to do it where we just bring hoops and culture and everything that brings basketball together talk about league fits, talk about memes, tweets, talk about everything that makes basketball off the court basketball. And of course, we're going to give out betting picks as well. Like we got to, we got to. So a little bit about me for the people that don't know me. My name is Terrell Furman Jr. I am an Air Force veteran that started getting into podcasting about around the time of the pandemic where I just decided that, you know, I didn't really want to be in the Air Force anymore. I loved what I did. I loved serving my country, but I wanted to move on. I wanted to try to do something else and kind of do something I was passionate about. And that's where I, in the pandemic, started to get into podcasting. And I was listening to a whole bunch of different podcasts. And what we're going to do here on this show is I'm going to have guests here all the time. You, you're rarely going to hear just me out here, but you will have some. But I'm going to have guests here all the time to help me handicap games. And my first guest here actually was the person to give me my first shot in podcasting he allowed me to come on a guest as his show and i did not want to start this off without him coming on my first episode i've even pushed it off until we had the right until the timing was right i kept pushing it off pushing it off pushing it off so my guy kobe dan aka pick dundee from the sports gambling podcast network host of the college experience football and basketball shoot even baseball like come on kobe everything college sports with you what's up kobe my guy what's going on oh dude i thank you so much for having me man and it's an honor and i i i i'm glad to see you know this this podcast take wings for you man and i'm honored to be a part of it and uh yeah i mean anytime anytime you you can pick up that phone and call me man so i appreciate you and it's great to uh, it's great well, to now hold on now. Don't you say anytime because you know I'm gonna pick it up and I'm gonna be like, hey, because I want so this is what we're gonna do with the show, and I'm gonna have guests on. Some are gonna be reoccurring, some may pop in, pop out once every now and then, but some may be reoccurring, and we're gonna keep tracking their picks. So don't come up here sucking because we're gonna know. I'm I'm keeping track <laughs> of all of, all of the picks of the guests, we're gonna compare them to my picks on the show as well. And we're just going to keep going and we're going to grow as a family, like, because this isn't just the podcast for people that have been sports betting for a while now. This is the podcast for people that want to come in and just getting into it. Those people in Massachusetts that never heard about it and Massachusetts just going online. This is the podcast for them. And they want to talk about hoops and they want to learn about sports betting. This is a podcast for the people and had to get my guy a man of the people as well to help me out with the first episode. So again, thank you, Kobe coming over here. The official first guest of the hardwood culture podcast. Oh, I, I, like I said, I feel honored. I'm excited that this setup, uh, you know, obviously with the games we're talking about, I'm super excited for that. And I'm excited to see, you know, to see the, see the pod. Cause I, I think you, you're, you got star written on you. You're like the Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, rook for me. I mean, I know I'm probably, I'm older than you, but there was, <laughs> there was a Ken Griffey Jr. Rookie card that everyone yeah. wanted. 
that was upper deck. Everyone wanted that when I was a kid. You knew, like, I, I'd never seen that guy swing a baseball bat, but I was like, this guy's nasty, right? He's got it. All right, that that's that's you, the Terrell, the Terrell Furman Junior rookie card. Let's go. Hey, appreciate it, appreciate. It. Now I gotta, now I gotta make me a rookie card. I gotta make me a rookie <laughs> card now. I feel like I need to get one. So, let hey Kobe, let's go ahead and get into the picks, man. And first game up, you know, we're gonna talk about March Madness here this episode and handicapping March Madness, and we're in the Sweet Sixteen now. First game on the docket is the. Michigan State Spartans going up against the Kansas State Wildcats. Michigan State's laying one and a half, 137 and a half is the total. Line actually opened up minus one Kansas State, and it has flipped to minus one and a half Michigan State here. Now, Kansas State has all the feel-good stories in the world where you talk about uh, Johnson, VA guy, uh, Keontae Johnson, who first he passes out on the court, Florida then he doesn't even know if he's gonna live let alone play basketball again three days in a coma now he's he gets the chance to play basketball again but because of legalities and I think it was something of like there was just too much legalities for him to play at Florida after that happening so he had to leave and go somewhere else if he wanted to continue to play or he could have cashed in on an insurance policy like, I think it was like a $5 million insurance guy policy he could have cashed in on, but he bet on himself and said, no, I'm going to go, I'm going to continue to play in ball, and I'm going to set myself up for a life after this. Amazing season here at Kansas State this season. And then you have uh, Noel, who I think maybe is 4-11, maybe. <laughs> and he just ha- he just made the Kentucky Wildcats look silly to the point where Coach Cal had to apologize for calling him short. He had to apologize for calling him short. So what are you doing here? Michigan State, Tom Izzo. Everybody talks about March Tom Izzo, but Tom Izzo hasn't won anything since I was four. (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't won anything since I was four. I'm here hosting this podcast at a whole 27 years of age. And I was four the last time he won the NCAA tournament. What are you doing here with them laying one and a half as the seventh seed against three? Uh, you know, and, and I, I, everywhere we go in Vegas, I feel like we were just in Vegas last week, uh, for opening round, Michigan state fans are everywhere. So maybe that Uh line movement is the fact that their alumni is just gigantic, but you know, I, man, I love this Kansas state team. Now I get it. Michigan state all year. I thought the guard play was actually much better than I'd seen in recent years. And I think that's a, a lot of the reasons why Izzo struggled in recent years is he didn't have elite guard play. Mm-hmm. And if he did get elite guard play or, or, you know, veteran guard play, maybe they couldn't shoot. This is probably the best guard play I've seen, but I love Marquise Noel's game. I've been a fan all year. Uh, I actually just read this stat that he is the first player to tally at least 25 points and 20 assists in his first two NCAA tournament games since Jason Kidd in 1993. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable, especially it's I know Calipari, yeah, was talking about his size, but I love watching him play. Uh, the, uh, Jerome Tang has done an unbelievable job. Amazing job as head coach his first year. They were projected 10th, 10th in the Big 12. He's got him in the Sweet 16. Uh, Just think and- about how far the Big 12 has come, where Kansas State was the bottom of the barrel for years. Iowa State, bottom of the barrel for the years, and both of them made the tournament this year. And Kansas State is here in the Sweet 16. Still playing while the Jayhawks are at home. 
Oh, 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 Sips tea, Sips tea. That's a great first year for Jerome Tang to flex. That's all I'm saying. Great first year for Jerome Tang to flex. Unbelievable. People don't realize the grind that this guy did. Originally from Trinidad, came up all the way, was an assistant for Scott Drew for 20 years. Prior to that, he was a high school basketball coach, and he's earned everything that he's got the hard way. He gets the coach, uh, gets the head coaching job in Manhattan, projected 10th goes out sweet 16 and i i believe in i believe in this team like like you said whether it's the Keontae johnson angle he goes out and get a a, a desi sills uh who's uh-huh. been transferred everywhere i feel like but a good basketball player and i i just buy into the culture of this team i, I i've read a couple stories on them maybe because I, I i've been rooting for them but but i just think they're gonna get it done i think they're i think they have more talented players now can tom Izzo will his way into a a, a win here i've seen it my whole life back back in 2004 or 2001 whatever it was when when they i think it was 2000 actually when they won the championship yeah i told you i was four 2000 it was 2000 right? <laughs> and, and even then i'll be honest and i think that team had jason richardson if memory serves me correct it was very good mm-hmm. in the nba i still didn't think they were that skilled but they got it done because Izzo's teams do have great you know defense and i feel like he he's a he's a very good leader i i believe but I got to take Kansas State here. I am a, a little weary. You know, I think Spark, I think Madison Square Garden will be pretty green, I think. But mm-hmm. I, I just think K-State is going to get this done. And I think K-State, you know, if they get this done, watch out. I think they still could. There's something about this team that I really enjoy watching. And uh, it, I think this is, I, personally, this is the game I want to see most out of the entire Sweet 16. So I can't wait to watch it. I think it's going to come down to the final minute or two. But mm-hmm. I, I'm going to count on that veteran leadership from Keontae Johnson. Uh, like I said, Desi Sills played like a thousand college basketball games. I feel like he's like the Stetson Bennett of, of college basketball. I'm going to ride. I'm going to ride with the Wildcats. Yeah. Shout out to VA Keontae Johnson, man. I'm with the Wildcats as well. I, I just love the story. I think Jerome Tang has been done an incredible job and they're not done dancing, man. I do not think that this Kansas state team is done dancing. And Izzo has, they found ways to lose it. Like in years past, they found ways to lose it. I think this is the furthest they've gotten in a little while, honestly. And so I, I, I'm not, I'm not sold on Michigan state yet. I'm, I'm not. And of course, like, how many times you gonna hear me picking a Big Ten team in NCAA tournament? Like, come on now. I, I still have a reputation to maintain now. All right. So we, you said this is one of your favorite games. I want to go and pivot over to my favorite game. And UCLA versus Gonzaga. And I want you, maybe you'll talk me off the edge. Maybe you're on the same side as me. But when I look at what the best player on this team has done this year in Hakez. And the fact that he now has the opportunity to get revenge, no Jalen Suggs this time, and to be the best player on the court, and the ultimate double bird, like just straight double bird to Gonzaga, then knock them out of their tournament and push them onto a run to the Elite Eight and hopefully win the National Championship. Cross fingers. I have the 12-1 to UCLA ticket. I have them in my bracket. Need them to keep going. Am I putting too much stock into UCLA and this revenge narrative here? Because I really, really think that UCLA is going to come here and it's going to be similar to that game that they had after the NCAA tournament in the regular season that year where I think they beat them by like 20, 
35 points or something like that. Yeah, I mean, look, I I have that future on UCLA as well. So I'm crossing my fingers now. I I wish I feel good about it, but I, I, I just injuries are starting to stack up and I'm like, can they maintain the, you know, obviously Jalen Clark, their best defender. He's a really good player. And I think, I think he actually is going to be in the NBA eventually, but uh, he is out for the year. We know that. Yeah. And, yeah. But then uh, Bona, who, who was a solid contributor to that team too. And then Singleton, all these guys are dinged up. Those guys are game time decisions. I, even if they play, which I think they're going to play. I just wonder if they're a hundred percent. Well, I, I'm, con- I'm concerned about the defensive end, but man, Amari Bailey came in and he was instant offense for UCLA in replacing Jalen Clark in that starting lineup, like instant offense as a freshman. And that's where I'm like, okay, what they lacked, what they gave up in defense, they got even more in offense. And so in against the Gonzaga team that we know they can put up 80 plus points very, very easily. And this team knows it. They got, like I said, they got blew out by 20 plus points after that national championship, not national championship, but after that final four yeah. game, they played again and got blew out by 20 plus points. So, I, oh man, this just feels like we got to get them back. We got to get them back somehow. And everybody here, even the people that weren't on the team, everybody here can contribute to this offense, being able to out offense Gonzaga this year. And, and to me, like, Look, I know the world loves Drew Timmy, and hey, you know what? I got nothing against the guy. I hope he's good. hope he makes a million, $100 million. But Jaime Jaquez, to me, is is like the guy that I love watching, man. He's a blue-collar mm-hmm. guy, does all the things you need to win a game. Sometimes he doesn't even have to light up the stat sheet, and he, he just gets it done. Uh, I think he can give, you know, s- some fits to to Timmy, uh, assuming he gets aligned, you know, set, aligned with him, essentially, defensively. But mm-hmm. – I think the real X factor, personally, as much as I love Hawkes and, and he does do the little things to win you the games. Campbell, I think Tiger Campbell. The, I've always yeah, I knew, yeah. Gonzaga guard play. And another another there. super senior that he was there. He was there. Yeah. And and what's been the weakness of the Zags team? You know, really since Suggs left, it's the guard play. Uh-huh. And, and Tiger Campbell obviously has the revenge factor, but I also believe Tiger Campbell. Is a phenomenal point college point guard, and and I, I you know I think the advantage in this game uh, a lot aligns with UCLA because of their guard play. I I love guard play in March Madness. A lot of times, actually, I think the bigs are are, are overrated. You know, <clears throat> Purdue, <clears throat> but um, uh, uh, but I think Tiger Campbell, UCLA, I think they get it done. Am I a little bit concerned about all these key players from a defensive standpoint? A little yeah. bit because the Zags. To their credit, you know, they normally get a ton of hype, and, and I kind of like to fade them. This year, they've been a little quiet. They've been a little quiet, and they're playing some good ball, but give me the Bruins. I'm curious to, to see if these UCLA fans make it out to Vegas or if this is going to be a Zags crowd, but but I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with the, the experienced guys and the revenge factor that you mentioned. All right. Those are the two games I really want to hit on on this Thursday slate. Those are the two games that I feel – best about when talking about you know the games that we're seeing on thursday i want to just go ahead and get out give out our best bets on this thursday you got one bet you're placing it i'm not we're not gonna not gonna go out here you don't need to give out a whole bunch of lists or anything you know everybody one bet to place one bet to place on this four game slate what are you doing i'm taking florida atlantic 
I love it. I look, look, Tennessee. Kudos to you. You ended, you ended John Shire's little magical one-game win streak in the NCAA tournament, right? But Duke was playing good, and credit to Rick Barnes, who, who you know, I've never been the biggest fan of, but credit to him. They beat them down, and and they got the dub. But Zaka, and they did it without Zakai Ziegler, who I, I, you know, I, I thought Tennessee probably, you know, didn't even probably belong in the tournament with him out. But no, they they found a way to beat Louisiana in the first round by three, and then uh, and then figured it out and really beat down Duke. But I think it stops here, and I think people. People are disrespecting this Florida Atlantic team that is like uh-huh. they got 33 wins. You can't disrespect that. All right. You win 33 times in out of 36. <laughs> I don't care what league you're in. That is impressive. And to me, I think the cream will rise to the top here. I think Tennessee, you know, yes, can Barnes play at an a, a elite defensive level? Sure, sure. But I think they're going to struggle to score the ball more uh, than the Duke game. And also, don't sleep on the fact that that uh, FAU is a top 20 defensive team too. I know, yep. I know, I know uh-huh. uh, Tennessee's top 10, but FAU is a top 20 defensive team. And here's what I like about FAU is that they get to play. If you watch the NIT last night, North Texas went to Oklahoma state and won at Stillwater, you know, uh, North Texas is a very good team. They, the last yeah. time they made the NCAA tournament, they beat Purdue, but yeah. They probably were a tournament caliber team. They just, because there's only one bid coming out of the CUSA, they weren't eligible to get that. You know, uh, uh, FAU won the, the one that in the championship against North uh-huh. Texas. So I, and, and if you study North Texas, they kind of play like Tennessee. Uh-huh. They, they're, they're, a, they're like a UVA slash Tennessee style team where they just play lockdown defense. Uh, North Texas has got a guy, Tyler Perry, that can ball, but it's kind of exactly like Tennessee. So yeah. I think having played them three times this year, I think they can, they're they're comfortable playing in these rock fights, and I think that's going to be all the difference. The FAU guard play I think will also uh, be a big X factor in this game, and I like their guards, especially as we alluded to with Tennessee's injuries. Am I a little bit concerned that Tennessee's got a, a couple of guys that are twenty four years old? Sure, but <laughs> because FAU is kind of young, they're older than Duke. But yeah, they're, but they're like twenty. So a little bit being 24 in college in college basketball is like being 35 in NBA. Like everybody's like, why are you still here, man? So am I concerned there a little bit? But I think Florida Atlantic, you take it with the points. I actually am I'm betting the money line too because I truly believe they're the okay. better team. They're the better team. We've seen Rick Barnes, you know, fade in March. Dusty May doesn't have a lot of tournament experience as a as a head coach, but he's been there before. I think the Owls get it done. All right, I am going to go for my best bet of the slate, and I'm going back to my favorite game, and it's UCLA. I think that the public is on Gonzaga, and I understand why. Because you think of the big name, Gonzaga. Gonzaga probably has a lot of futures to win the NCAA tournament. So, of course, you're betting on them to get past this round. Nobody's really talking about UCLA and the fact that they've made it to this stage twice in the past three tournaments at this point, at, um, I can't remember where they finished last year, but you know, they went to the final four that other year played against Gonzaga. And now they're trying to make another run. You talk about the veteranship, Hawkes, Campbell, two veteran, veteran guards on this team. Campbell, I think, is probably one of the best guards left in the tournament, just in terms of experience and what he can do leading that team. 
And so now you you add all of the different, I talked about Bailey, all the different scoring options they have. I think firepower, they can go toe-to-toe with Mark Few's offense and Gonzaga. I this is the this is the revenge angle. This is the revenge angle. I'm putting everything on it. I see sharp money coming in on UCLA too. I wouldn't be surprised if this line moves to two before it get tip. I'm not gonna be surprised if it moves to two before tip. It's been sitting at one and a half for a very long time. I wouldn't be surprised if it moves to two before tip. So I'm going UCLA. I think UCLA gets it done. I think they get on to the next round. I'm taking UCLA minus one and a half as my best bet for this episode. I like it. I, look, and David Singleton's another one. If he plays, game time decision. Yeah. He's a, he, he's a senior. Yeah, ballers. He, he's a senior that's been there. I think he's been there five years because he used the COVID eligibility to come back. So he was on that same very team that, that got their hearts broken by Jalen Suggs on that wild shot. And you think, like, it's time for UCLA to come and reclaim their their post on the mountaintop as a blue blood. And we haven't been talking about them for a long time. And so, and they are a blue blood. Everybody remembers those UCLA teams, how great those teams were all the way back where I wasn't even a thought in my parents' mind. So, yeah, this I'm, I'm all over UCLA to just keep the magic going, keep the madness going. They are, are they not the last blue blood left too? They I are. think you could argue UConn. Okay, UConn, yeah, yeah, okay. Potentially, but yeah, besides that, I would say you maybe maybe some people would say Michigan State. I think you could argue that, but okay. um, I, I guess you could respect that. But certainly UConn and UCLA, I would think you you know UConn won one in the past ten, what 2014 with Kevin Ollie. Yeah, head coach and then here. you have the the what was that 2007? Yeah, yeah, the, whatever the, one was that before that. So, well, they had a few in the uh, like with Richard <laughs> Hamilton and stuff. They were yeah, monsters. yeah. UConn's a blue blood. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. my fault. My, I ain't mean to disrespect you, Huskies. Y'all blue blood. Y'all blue blood. All right, Kobe. Appreciate you hopping on for the first episode of the Hard World Culture Podcast. Please take the time promote what you want to promote. Anything you want to promote, go ahead. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, and I'm always I you know I always love talking sports. So appreciate you for having me. Uh, folks, if you can check out the college basketball experience, the college football experience and the sports gambling podcast network, we've been at it for a while and I think you'll dig our show and, uh, yeah, appreciate you guys having me on. All right. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. This is new. We're, we are growing. We're about to start getting music. I'm about to start adding drops. We're going to start our segments because there's going to be a lot of segments. We're going to have a lot of fun with this show. I just wanted to get this out one because my guy Kobe's busy. I had to get on my guy's schedule and get him on for the first one, but to get you these picks for today. But I just want everybody to come on here and grow with the show. We're The show is going to grow. The audience is going to grow. We're all going to grow together, and we're going to make a bunch of money, I promise you. So appreciate everybody tuning in to the first episode. Follow us on Twitter, HWCulturePod. On Twitter, HWCulturePod. Hardware culture was already taken. Like, oh, now I got to go try to find that person and see if I can buy the name off of them. But HW Culture Pod, that's the name for now until I get the actual name that I want. Make sure you follow us on YouTube at Hardware Culture Podcast on YouTube. Make sure you do that. Follow us there. And shout out everybody on the Believe Network. Make sure you follow at Believe Network. Look at all the different podcasts. Ton of great guys. Can't wait to get a bunch of those guys and guests onto this show. But we're about to grow. We're about to make this something big. And I just appreciate everybody to help me get here. Kobe, Sean Kramer. I'm sure I'll have them on future episodes to come talk and talk some bets with me as well. 
to everybody at Believe that believed in me as well, just giving me the opportunity to build something new. And so here we are. We're building something new. We're taking it all the way to the top, baby. So appreciate you, Kobe, for coming on. Appreciate everybody for listening. Just like my other podcasts, I don't have any other, like, I don't have a cool catchphrase in the podcast. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. I'm working on it. I'm going to figure out something. So I have no other way to end the podcast. I'm just going to end it like this. We are out of here.